This is Dr. Don Russell. I'm a board-certified general OBGYN with over 20 years of practice experience. SheSpace is a place where I can share my experience, recommendations, and knowledge, some would say opinion, on women's health ranging from general health to menopause to pregnancy and everything in between. Today's topic is how to get a bun in the oven. So taking a step from choosing not to have a child to choosing to have a child is a big one. And many people aren't really positive about the steps they need to be thinking about in order to make that move. So today I'm gonna to try to make it just a little more basic about the things to think about, as well as the steps that you can take to increase your chances of conception. So let's start with what's most important, and that's that you need to be at your best. So when people come into us to talk about having babies, we have a list of things that we go over to make sure that people can be at their best in order to try to get pregnant. The first thing we will talk about is managing any chronic conditions. So it's gonna be really important that if you have to see a doctor on a regular basis for any type of condition, and that can be from high blood pressure to diabetes to thyroid disease, it's important that that be managed prior to pregnancy. Now, if these conditions are managed well prior to pregnancy, they don't have as much of an impact on the pregnancy, and we still are going to have a healthy pregnancy. But when we enter into a pregnancy with mismanaged or unmanaged chronic conditions, then we can have significant increased risks to the pregnancy. And there's no point to that when we can avoid it. So first thing is to manage chronic conditions. The next thing is gonna be in terms of thinking in general about healthy, healthy lifestyle. So to start out, I'm gonna pick kind of the low hanging fruit. And that's going to be substances such as alcohol, tobacco, drugs, vaping, those kinds of things are not going to be healthy or recommended or at all supported during your pregnancy. Instead, during pregnancy, we're gonna ask you to eliminate alcohol, to eliminate tobacco, not to use extraneous drugs, and not to vape. Now, prior to pregnancy, of course, these don't matter relative to the pregnancy, but it's a good idea to be decreasing these as you head into the thoughts of pregnancy. Alcohol is probably the most common one I get asked about. And in terms of that, I just ask that you decrease or only have a moderate amount up until the time that you know that you're pregnant. As soon as you find out that you're pregnant, it's best to stop altogether. For tobacco, it really is ideal that you can quit before you get pregnant. Tobacco can have some ill effects on the pregnancy and increased risks of problematic pregnancies. So it's definitely not something that we would encourage. And in fact, we're going to encourage you to stop. I would hope it would seem obvious that more illegal drugs, such as cocaine or methamphetamine or heroin, are definitely no-nos during pregnancy. And of course, we want you to stop those too. Don't be afraid to ask your health provider for, for help about stopping. And even if they aren't going to be the people who stop who help you stop, they can definitely refer you to a solid resource that can help you with that. Vaping has become more and more common, and also we do not recommend it during pregnancy. The substances inhaled during vaping are similar to the substances inhaled during tobacco, and those can have negative effects on pregnancy. 
The last thing that gets asked about is marijuana. So depending on your state, it could be legal even on a recreational basis, which brings up the question of, should you be using it in pregnancy or is it safe? Now the bottom line is that we don't have a ton of data, but what we do have suggests that it's probably not the healthiest thing during pregnancy. And if you think about it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to take something into your body that affects your brain and then assume it's not gonna affect the baby, because it probably will. So we're gonna encourage decreasing or eliminating that prior to getting pregnant as well. So then moving over into more general healthy things, we're finding more and more how important your health entering pregnancy is to the general health and risk of the pregnancy. So what does that mean? It means the thing that, was, that we have always known about, and that's things like having a normal BMI or not being overweight, having a healthy exercise habit, which will continue when you get pregnant, and having a healthy mental health attitude. Maybe that means that you have a certain meditation or something that helps your brain, but that's going to be very important during pregnancy. And so we encourage it to start before pregnancy. Now, the other thing that we do recommend prior to getting pregnant is a vitamin containing folic acid. Folic acid, if taken before you get pregnant, decreases the chance of the baby having spina bifida, which is where the spine doesn't close entirely and there can be any range of effects from that. But taking a small amount of folic acid prior to pregnancy can significantly almost eliminate that risk. The amount needed is 400 micrograms of folic acid. I say that because if you go to the store and you look at all the vitamins, children's vitamins usually have enough. So this doesn't have to be a fancy prenatal vitamin, which often, unfortunately, are large, hard to swallow, and often don't smell or taste good. But I encourage taking the minimal amount you need, mostly so you'll actually do it. So find a vitamin, most likely a children's, to make it the most pleasant, that has 400 microgram, micrograms of folic acid. So that's kind of the general, and I hope logical, first steps to thinking about getting pregnant, and that's that your body needs to be in shape for this normal process that you're about to take on. Healthier you are, the healthier the pregnancy will be. And that doesn't mean that you have to be in perfect shape before you get pregnant, but if you're on that track, it's something you can continue while you're pregnant and will make for a healthier pregnancy. So let's go back, go to the nuts and bolts of actually getting pregnant. So first of all, when we're thinking about it, we kind of have to go back to the menstrual cycle. And so thinking about a basic review of how our menstrual cycle works, we know that over a 26 to 32 day cycle, which is kind of the normal range for women, we know that somewhere in the middle of that cycle, we ovulate, we put out an egg. Now, that's not gonna be exact timing for every woman every month, but generally what we talk about is we always say that the first day you bleed is called cycle day number one. That's how we talk and that's how we count. So if cycle day number one is the first day you bleed, your most fertile period is going to be cycle day 10 through 20. So hear that again. 
You don't necessarily need to do temperature apps or do ovulation kits. Instead, think about timing your intercourse for that cycle day 10 through 20. Now, the next question is often, well, but when do I have sex during those 10 days? So you can have sex every day if you and your partner so choose. You can also have sex every other day. And interestingly, the fertility rates for every other day versus every day are equal. And that's not a bad idea to think about because it can take some of the stress off. There's nothing less fun than being forced to have sex because you really want to get pregnant. It takes some of the fun out of it. So if I'm limiting and saying, well, five days a week of having sex is probably doing pretty well, that can take some of that stress off of the whole idea. Okay, so, so far we know we're supposed to have sex cycle day 10 through 20. We can have sex every day or we can have sex every other day. And the next question I get asked a lot about is are there positions that I should be in or should I stay laying down after sex? There has never been in any studies, and let's not picture how those studies were done, but no studies have ever shown that a particular position leads to conception. So that is up to you and your partner and you should do with that what you wish. A lot of women also ask me if they should stay laying down after having sex because we all know that when we stand up after having sex, some of that semen kind of seems to be seeping out. And you're thinking, gosh, I'm losing all that and I can't get pregnant. And the fact is, is that's not true either. Enough gets up those, there, those little swimmers find their way to the cervix and into the uterus and the fallopian tube. So you don't have to worry about lying down either. Okay, so now we know when to have sex. We know how to have sex, or rather that there aren't rules. So now let's talk about a little more about expectations. Now, in current society, because we have done so well with controlling our lives and controlling when we have kids and controlling the timing of that, a lot of people enter into the idea of conception as if it should happen right away. And that feels kind of normal because when you spent so long and so much a part of your life trying to avoid getting pregnant, it seems like you should get pregnant right away. But that's not necessarily true. So for an average couple who's generally healthy and doesn't have other things going on, they have about a 20% chance a month of getting pregnant, all things considered, which isn't super high. But it also means that that is an additive thing. So when you're continuing to try, meaning you're having sex at the right time, the chances are that most couples are going to be able to get pregnant on their own. But that being said, the medical profession doesn't consider it abnormal or use the words like infertility until you've been trying for a whole year without getting pregnant. And for a lot of people, it's only a little past that and they would still get pregnant. So it's very important not to too, put too much stress on yourself or your partner about the timing of this situation, but instead head into it knowing that it might take one month, it might take 12 months, and both of those are equally normal.
Okay, so we're having sex at the right time of the month. We're doing it in the way that we're comfortable with with our partner. We have great expectations about what might or might not happen every month, and we're trying to be relaxed about that. So how do we know when we're pregnant? Well, it's not as complicated as some people think. It doesn't require a doctor, and it doesn't require a complicated set of tests. When you miss your period, you can do a pregnancy test from the store, which by the way are just as good as the ones we have in our doctor's offices. And if you have missed your period and that pregnancy test is positive by the urine, we consider you pregnant. That's it. It doesn't require a doctor to say so, and it doesn't require anything else fancy. Now having said that, I would highly recommend not doing a pregnancy test before you miss your period. Here's why. It is not unusual in normal humans for there to be an early conception that's just not really healthy and doesn't really get going, which means sometimes you could have a positive pregnancy test before you have your period. And honestly, that's not that unusual and really can just cause a lot of stress and worry for you when in actuality you get your period and maybe it's a day later so but we don't really consider that a true miscarriage because really things didn't get going and we're all better off not knowing about those occasions because it only causes stress and worry and doesn't help us in any kind of medical way okay so we had sex at the right time we missed our period the pregnancy test is positive now what do you do? Well, first and foremost, all of those fantastic habits that you developed before you got pregnant to be healthy, keep them going. The nutrition is not any different when you're pregnant. Keep up a healthy nutrition plan. The exercise shouldn't be different when you're pregnant, so keep up your exercise program. Your mental health is incredibly important while you're pregnant, so keep up whatever mental health program you may have got going. So keep up the health. And when you know you're pregnant, you're of course wanting to start prenatal care because prenatal care, for what it is, has been shown to decrease complications in pregnancy. That being said, doctors and providers and midwives don't always do magical things. We're really just there supporting and encouraging and educating. So you don't have to see us immediately after you get pregnant, but rather when you get that positive pregnancy test, you call your the office of the of the provider and you'll see us about a month later. Now let's talk a little bit about that timing. So medicine's a little strange. We all know if we've been listening about our menstrual cycle and we know when sperm and egg met, we all know that conception, give or take, happens a couple weeks after our period. But we count gestation from your period, not from conception. And that just has to do with old school dating methods that are still around because all of our rules are surrounding that timing. So please don't be confused because we see you in the office a month after you missed your period. So eight weeks after you had your last period. And we call that gestation eight weeks along. But in your head, you're like, yeah, but I got pregnant six weeks ago, not eight weeks ago. It's okay. That's just how we talk about things. So that's pretty important to kind of know. And we wanna see you for your first visit at about eight weeks. 
part of the reason for that is that we really want things going strong enough that we can evaluate you and your pregnancy and make sure things are going in the right direction. Earlier in that, it can be kind of hard to tell if things are progressing well because we're just so early. And one of the sad but practical facts of human gestation is that miscarriages are not uncommon, especially in those first six to seven weeks. So it's important that you let your doctor know if you have a miscarriage so that we can help you answer questions and figure out what's normal and what's not. But there's no way to prevent miscarriages, nor can we stop them. Miscarriages occur almost entirely because there was something abnormal about the chromosomes of the sperm and the egg when they got together, which means that the pregnancy can't progress in a healthy way. The body recognizes this and then results in a miscarriage. When we first see you at eight weeks, we can make assessments about the health of the pregnancy and that it's most likely to be moving forward which at that point is when we'd want to start our educational process. And at that first visit, you can also expect blood work to be drawn to assess for health. So that's got us up to the doctor after we've managed to get a bun in the oven. So remember, first, first, first is your own health and how well you are doing with your nutrition, exercise, and mental health. And from there, it's about timing and good luck on getting a bun in the oven.